Welcome to Happily Holistic. I'm Amy Lee Mercree, and I'm a medical intuitive with 20 years of experience. I've written 15 books on health and wellness. If you've had a medical intuitive session with me, you know that the thoughts and emotions within you, what has been passed down from your ancestors, and everything that surrounds you can impact your well-being. In this podcast, we touch on my favorite ways for you to improve your health and feel more joy. We dive deeply into everything health and wellness with a big dash of spirituality and a sprinkle of business. We spotlight the uplifting and the positive and share the secret ways top wellness authors and celebrities get inspired, stay healthy, and enjoy this beautiful life. I can't wait to get happily holistic with you today. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Happily Holistic. I'm really excited to have Ryan Harris here with us. He is a former NFL football player. He played for the Denver Broncos. And then prior to that, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Houston Texans, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in 2015, with the Denver Bulls, a very exciting experience. And then Ryan went on to write the book, Mindset for Mastery, an NFL Champion's Guide to Reaching Your Greatness. So we're going to kind of talk about that side of things and how we can uh, reach our greatness, essentially. So Ryan, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for having me, Amy. It's an honor to join you. Yeah, and I think we'd probably all love to hear um, you know, we have a lot of interesting things to talk about, but I think as we, we would probably love to hear about from your book, Mindset for Mastery, and just your kind of whole life philosophy, top two or three takeaways about what it takes to kind of achieve the greatness that you desired in your life. Yeah, well, thanks for the opportunity. And, you know, when you win the Super Bowl, everything you believe about yourself comes true for other people. And I want mm-hmm. people to have that experience in their life. And oftentimes you can see in any success story across any person you look up to in your field or whatnot, failure is the common denominator. So how do you work through failure? We talk about failure less than we talk about sex. So I wanted to write a book to encourage people to go for their dreams, to encourage people to use the tools that I use to choose my mindset. When I got knocked out of my shoe in college, in one of my first practices, I didn't let that stop me. Right. Uh, You know, even before I went back to the Denver Broncos, the Kansas City Chiefs, after I played for them for the whole year, said, hey, we don't think you have any football left. You know, I chose they were wrong. So at multiple turns in my professional, Mm. in my personal life, you know, I spoke the words I am, I can, I will to create my mindset to to be alone with my success before it happened. And yes. so it, it helps me. It's helped me at every turn, helps me as a parent, you know, and you know, I'm sure. I'm, and so and it helped me the night before the Super Bowl. You know, I'm terrified. My greatest achievement is going to be my greatest failure. I'm also ready. I am prepared. Yeah. I'm excited. I can go out there, put on my pads and I will be a champion tomorrow night. And that's just a mm-hmm. different way to approach things. And I wanted to be able to reach people who, who weren't able to see me speaking uh, and encourage them to go for it. Right. When you when you did that, when you use those affirmative I am statements and really put yourself there, 
do you have a method like like what what's your inner process with that you know i give a lot of i think there's a lot of strength in being flexible right so i would so if i encountered an obstacle sometimes in the nfl you have 40 seconds right okay i am i'm hurting right now Uh, i can go back to my technique uh, I will make sure I mix up my technique. I will remember my technique. I will run the play mm-hmm. that I'm going to run. Um, but the process really is to keep you going in failure. So often when we mm-hmm. fail, we look at what happened, whose fault was it? Instead of doing those things, look forward. Okay, I, I, that didn't work. What can I do? What skill can I add? Uh, where can I go? And in terms or what can I prepare for? Right. And a lot of times you'll hear people right. say, Hey, I'm, I, I can prepare for my opportunities where preparation meets opportunity. Right. And yes. so you just, I wanted to, I, I used multiple failures as an opportunity to create something new. And I find that's the mm. difference between success and failure. I mean, there's 1600 players in the NFL this year, only 53 wow. become champions. And that's a, that's wild to think about how few players are willing to do the things necessary, play together, have fun together. And it's all a mindset. Mm, Like, how would you unpack that for our listeners who would want to apply that? Yeah, if you're going into an interview, I am good enough to win this, to get this job. I am am the great candidate for this job. I can Mm -hmm. talk about my experiences and stories about success versus saying, I'm great at Excel. I'm great at time management. You know, I can give stories to give context. To, to my experience. And I will be successful whether I get this job or not. Walk into the job that way, yeah. you know, versus, oh, I wonder what questions they're going to ask. And what, what if my answer, yes. well, none of that matters. I am prepared for this interview. I can crush it. I can give my best shot and I'll be yep. successful either way. And so it just gives you a way to enter into situations without expectations while also performing your best. And yeah. whether you get the job or not, you know, you're closer to being successful. You know, that can be you know, a lot of conversations around racial justice right now. You know, I am somebody whose life depends on other people realizing my safety is an issue when I get pulled over by the police. Now I can give statistics and I can argue with people or I can ask people, you know, is that how we want American citizens to feel? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, so there's ways in which you can give yourself all these options. You know what? I will be a part of this community. I will listen. I will understand where people who don't practice hatred, it's hard for them to understand how prevalent this is. I'm, I, will, I can give space for people to ask questions, to be wrong. I can encourage people to be wrong in these conversations. Yes. And I will be your friend no matter where we go in this conversation. So choosing your mindset can cover so many areas of life yes. that really give you an action plan when there isn't a blueprint. For our listeners... I mean, I, I think in my life, it, it's you, you've, you frame it a different way, but it's actually very similar to my strategy for success as well as an author. And do you think that there's something to be said for sort of like, we kind of do have to fake it until we make it. We might not, ideally, we'd, we'd like to feel and it would be good for us to feel. But if we do program our minds with those statements, with that, those actions, with that mindset, do you think we can kind of rewire our brain in that way? Well, it's scientifically proven. It's yeah. scientifically proven when you visualize uh, your success or you visualize something uh, that you want to accomplish, you're gonna, your brain thinks it's real. I mean, one of the things the night before the Super Bowl, I visualized holding the trophy and there yes. 24 hours later, Peyton Manning handed me down the Lombardi trophy. Right. It happened. I mean, it, it, it happened. And it wasn't a surprise to me. Right. Yeah. 
And one of my favorite quotes uh, by Muhammad Ali is he said, I am the greatest. I called myself that before I knew I was. So absolutely Mm. right, Amy. We have to create these things uh, before they happen. No one believed I was going to be in the NFL before I did, right? I mean, no coach, no teammate. I had to create that. And and being a successful husband and father, I'm the one who determines what that is. I have to create that in my mind before it happens for other people. So I'm 100% with you. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. It's a neuroscience kind of a thing. And it's making winning or affirmative thoughts habitual too. So they become more rote. So that's how we begin to view ourselves and our ability to make waves in the world. That's how I think of it. Absolutely. You know, and I I call and I call wins. I know some people get you know, they get turned off by wins, but hey, it's a win. If you if you got a coffee this morning, you won. What, what did it take for you to get to that cup of coffee? How many bad cups of yeah. coffee? How many bad coffee yeah. shops did you survive? What did you have to do for the money to get exactly. that coffee cup? You know, and, and one of the things when we look back on how we've been successful, mm. we realize that we've persevered and been resilient yeah. through everything. What better way to achieve more knowing that you've achieved in the past in, in the face of obstacles? I totally agree with that. And a lot of, you know, people ask me who are authors who are kind of coming up in the industry, how that happened. And I say perseverance for every book that I sold, you know, every book proposal that I sold, there's probably four or five I didn't. It's interesting to hear your perspective for me because it's similar. I'm not super sporty. I'm becoming sportier, (laughs) but um it's, it's good to hear. It's kind of similar. Yeah. It's a universal truth. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, my question to you is, you know, how many people thought when you said, Hey, I'm going to write a book, how many people told you, I don't know, do you have a book? You know, like people will lie to you all the time about oh, your yeah. capabilities and yeah. it's your choice, whether you believe what other people think about you and what you can accomplish. And I can tell That's you true. as a champion, not a whole lot of people can see if you have your goals, not a lot of people can see it because they have trouble seeing it in their own lives. I mean, many people, many of us struggle with feeling worthy. Many of us struggle with feeling capable or feeling that we deserve a shot. You know, one of the things I do when I speak, I speak a lot um, and and to corporations and things like that, but to Mm -hmm. kids, I talk about financial literacy. And at the end of my speech, I hold up a hundred dollar bill. I say, who wants this hundred dollar bill? And I ask it over and over until a kid comes up and gets it. And then I say, now, wait a second here. Stand with me. Everybody who didn't, ha- who does not have this $100 bill, what excuses did you tell yourself? Because they were excuses. Make no mistake. You had just as much an opportunity as this person sure. to get this $100. Yes. And, and don't listen to that voice moving forward. And so many of us, if somebody held up $100 and said, hey, who wants this, would sit and hope to be picked. You got to yes. go get that $100 and you better elbow anybody else coming in the way of your money. <laughs> I love that. That's such a powerful example to show kids. And you it's know? no different if it's a job or a, a possible significant other companion for the rest of your life. You know. Yes, all of that. Wait for it. We'll be right back after this short break. Hi, it's Amy Lee Mercree. I'm so grateful to be a part of my medical intuitive clients journeys of healing and evolution. We're all on our own paths to greater health and self-actualization. In a medical intuitive session with me, we connect deeply with your spirit guides and ancestors. 
and dig into the root causes of what's going on in your physical body, emotions, mind, energetic body, and spirit. To learn more about my medical intuitive work, check out the Work With Me page on amyleemercree.com. I love that. And for me as an author, how many people thought I would be an author? I mean, I don't know, but probably not many. As a child, I had severe learning disabilities. When I would write like penmanship, like I would try to write a letter and it would be like too too big, like half the page. Like you said, if you decide you're going to go for that goal and you're committed, you will persevere through the challenges and learn from them to adjust your course, right? And adjust your course, not abandon it, right? Everybody, I mean, in every NFL game, you have to make an adjustment, whether that's the player you're going against, the team you're going against, you have to make these adjustments. And And sometimes people feel that making an adjustment means giving up or making an adjustment admits that you're not good enough. Well, a lot of times you're not going to be good enough yet. And that's right. okay. That's okay. Right. You have to get better at it. You, you and I went through how many editing processes of our book. Oh man. Right. I mean, draft that the draft. Sometimes I'm like, you I don't know. even want to read my book. I read it 30 times, but I needed to improve. And, and if you accept improvement versus, you know, see it as an obstacle and, and make it greater than it is, uh, you really, you're really going to have success. One of the things we said the year we won the Super Bowl in 2015, uh, you, the team that's better in week 21 is going to win the Super Bowl. You can't be the same team you were week one. You have yes. to, you have to look for those opportunities. How does that outpicture for you guys when you're on a team together, and you know the the achievement has to be because the team is cohesive enough to reach that pinnacle. Well, the biggest thing is you have to lead with an example, not by an example. We had a guy on our team who was really struggling, and uh, we weren't going to go to the playoffs, let alone win a Super Bowl, if he if he didn't improve. Players mm-hmm. yelled at him on the field. Coaches yelled at him. Amy, you and I, we do our best work when we're being embarrassed and yelled at, right? I mean, come on. How could this guy not get it? But so instead of yelling at him, I said, hey, man, when I was your age, I made two to three mistakes a game. But then I started feverishly taking notes. I took notes on everything the coach would say, and I would review it Wednesday and Thursday. I'd give myself Friday yeah. off and review it Saturday. And the very next day, he had a notebook with five pens right next to him. And that was the breakthrough that we needed as a team. And whether that's a conversation about race, whether that's learning mm-hmm. about technology, if that's becoming an author or embarking on a new journey, separating a relationship. What example can you give someone to give, to let them know, I see you and I am not going to let you fail. That's how we build strong Mm. communities. That's our favorite relationships we've had in our life. And so when we can lead with an example, we include others, we, we show vulnerability. And because some people may see you, Amy, and say, you've never struggled. You have, you know, 15 books. You've never had a tough day. So you're like, ah, let me tell you about the time when I didn't have enough money for a cup of coffee or whatever right. it is, you know, Yeah. but right. you have to lead with an example and then you have to have fun. You know, we would play, we would watch videos together the night before um, games. Our coach would put mm-hmm. on the fail videos from the internet. Oh. We play little games like, Hey, okay. You can touch the football, but only with one hand. And you know, we, you just got to have fun together. Yeah. Think about the people you laugh with. You, you don't right. fight with them. 
what can't you achieve with the people you laugh with? Right. And so people have to, as on teams, you have to lead with an example. Yeah. And you have to have fun. And that's what I use as a parent because I'm, I'm a team with my wife. Exactly. Parents. We're a team as a family and we're on teams all around our life if we just yeah, open we our eyes. At work, absolutely. Our families, our relationships. I like that you guys have fun. You had fun. And I'd imagine, I mean, that's how we foster connection, right? And we bond in that way. And that lets you be in sync with each other. So then I would think when you're on the field, you're all in sync. Yeah. I mean, if, if you get back and forth joking with a friend and you figure out their timing, you know, how can you not know their timing on the field? Right. And, and yeah, those are the exactly. kinds of things. Joy is such a catalyst for production. Yes, it is. It is. My third book was called Joyful Living. It was all about yeah. the power of joy and bringing that into your life. And even though, you know, here I am quite a bit further down the line talking about other wellness topics. It brings us up. It brings everybody on the team up and then we're ready to move forward and, and excel. Don't you think? Absolutely. And I yeah. think there's a subconscious choice that people in our lives who are joyful make, right? They, they could be down and out. They could tell you mm -hmm. about what's absolutely wrong with their day and their life yeah. and but they choose not to. And that's yeah. a, and that's an example that's magnetic. My, yes. my grandmothers were like that. You know, my mother's uh -huh. like that, you know, my family, we, we try and bring joy to each other. Could we nitpick on everyone's you know, idiosyncrasies? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but joy is a choice. Having fun yeah. is a choice. And when you bring that to others, you build unbreakable bonds. Sports fans who all know you. And I mean, I, I know of you, but I'm not as like, an, an avid sports fan per se, although like I said, I'm learning. Um, All good. You've got exposure. a lot of, you've been more productive with your time than, than us <laughs> sports fans. I'll tell you that watching oh. six hours of football is a, not a great productive way to spend a Saturday. I'm sure for our sports fans, it's really fun to hear. So what did the Super Bowl team do? This was part of this was having fun. I mean, doesn't that make us happy to hear part of it was having fun along with all the hard work and, you know, all the refinement I'm sure you guys went through as well. Absolutely. The yeah. fun was the biggest piece. You had to have fun. So I know um, when I, when we get on the call before we record to talk to you guys, our audience, sometimes I ask our guests if they have, you know, anything they want to highlight. And uh, Ryan had something I think that is really. Yeah. I, I want everybody to donate to your local food bank. Uh, yeah. There's been a 20% increase on average across our country with families in need and in your community, make a difference, give to those the basic fundamental yeah. need of, of nourishment so that they can then make other decisions in life. Um, as a parent, it's devastating to think about if I couldn't feed my children and we have, no matter where you're listening to mm. this, there are people in our communities right now who are Everywhere. suffering. So please yeah. donate to your local food bank. I love that. It's, I'm glad you said that I've done that this year twice, but it's like, I, I need to do it again. And I know some of our local food banks have an option for like a monthly donation, even if it's five or $10 a month, I still think that that's really powerful. I was, that made me think, why don't I just make it monthly so that I can know that I'm staying with that. I kind of think along the lines of what you were saying, even with the team of you saying to, you know, that member of your team, I, I see you, I understand you. And then, et cetera. This is us at least saying, we see you, we understand you. 
And we're at least going to try to keep our attention on how can we keep making even a small difference. And, and you can show people all kinds of things by giving food, right? There's no politics at that level. Yeah. There's no politics yes. when someone needs food. Yes. It's just community. And if anything can change some of the, the tones and anger we've mm -hmm. heard lately and, and, and confusion and, yeah. and, you know, loss of novelty, how about community? How, how yes. much can our community how much do we restore, uh, you know, our society if yes. someone in need goes and, and, and needs food and is rewarded and found by the rewarded by the community to say, hey, we, we have and we can give. So please make sure to give yes. to your food banks. Yes. Thank you for reminding us of that, Ryan. It's been so nice to chat with you. I have a question I ask everybody on our podcast at the end of our conversation, which is... Um, if you could send a message back to your 17 year old self. I would tell myself, you are a champion. It's going to come one day. Keep doing it. Keep having fun. And yes. do not let others turn you away from what you were born to be. I love that. And that's you basically sending that mindset statement all the way back. Yeah. At the time. I mean, I mean, Amy yes. was wild. I mean, I didn't have a lot of, of auxiliary friends, you know, in college because mm. I wasn't going out, you know. Right. Sure, it's fun to go out in college. And I did have my time. But yes. you know what's really fun? Going to Vegas with some rich guys after a season. And you know what? You know, getting some Gordon Ramsay dinners and, you know, yes. learning how to order steak. You know, it's fun. Yes. to Sure, it's fun to, you know, do some keg stands. But, hey, champagne towers are nice, too. You know, there's there are levels to the game. Yeah. And it was tough at times to be successful and to believe yeah. that this was this it mattered when I had yes. teammates in the NFL who, you know, would go out on Thursday and Friday nights and I just wanted to play well. So I, I think all of us experience that when mm -hmm. with the belief in ourselves, people around us can sometimes make us question ourselves, our intent yes. and what we were born to do. But I would encourage myself to keep going, because as we all know, uh, many times people will be wrong about what you're able to accomplish in life. Exactly. And perseverance is what it often takes to get there. You and I both have experienced that in our careers, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Ryan. Um, if our listeners would like to learn more about you or interact with you on social media or anything or your website, where, where would they find you? Yep. You can find me at RyanHarris68.com. Uh, I'm also on Twitter on Instagram and on Peloton, uh, but Peloton, Peloton. Oh yeah. Django underscore six, eight. So, oh, go uh, find come, him guys. Come, come get these quads if you want them, you know, <laughs> but uh, Fun. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a resource and, and I just love being a part of our community um, here where I live in Denver and beyond. And thank you so much, yeah. Amy, for the chance to, to share space with you. I'm a huge fan of yours and keep, keep bringing us joy. Thank you so much, Ryan. It was so great to talk to you. And thank you for sharing your perspective with our listeners. Thanks. Yes. Everybody have a wonderful day. And thank you for listening to Happily Holistic. Go find your local food bank and give them a donation. Thanks for listening to Happily Holistic with me, Amy Lee Mercury. You can find out more about the show on amyleemercury.com on the podcast page. Please stop by your favorite social platform and leave me a comment. I'd love to hear how you liked today's show and what topics you'd like me to cover in the future. Come find me on Instagram and Facebook 
at amyleemercree.com. If you would like to see what a medical intuitive session with me is all about, hop on over to the work with me page on amyleemercree.com. Until next time, stay happily holistic.